0: Hey folks, welcome to the Sermon's podcast of Christ Church at Grove Farm. Whether it's your first time or you've been here since the beginning, we are thrilled to be a part of your spiritual walk and look forward to all that Christ is doing in your life. If you are looking for more information about Christ Church or you would like to connect with one of our pastors or ministry leaders, you can reach us on our website, ccgf.org. You can also connect with us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Here is this week's message. Grace and peace to you. Well, good morning. It's great to be with you this morning. If we haven't met yet, uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here on staff, staff here at Christ Church. It's great to be with you today. Well, this morning we're in the third week of our series entitled "Behold." And if you haven't picked one of these up, I would encourage you to do so. We actually, our staff and a number of members here at our church have written a daily devotional that is a great kind of addition to the series that we are a part of right now. And I would encourage you, pick one of these up. They're free. They're at the Welcome Center. It's a great way just to start your day as we're celebrating this Advent season here together as well. Well, if you have your Bibles... Uh, we are starting in Philippians chapter two and we're continuing a series entitled Behold. Now, behold is a funny word, isn't it? It's something that we don't use in our everyday language all that often. We don't you know, go to our family and go behold, I finished the laundry or behold, I mowed the lawn or behold, I uh, cooked dinner for us today. Behold means to observe a thing or a person that is especially remarkable. Something extraordinary, if you will. In Philippians chapter 2, we see this ancient hymn that the church probably sang about the life of Jesus Christ. It's something that they knew was that people needed to behold. It was extraordinary, the life of Jesus was remarkable. I like to think of this this hymn through a series of images, and it reminds me of a piece of audiovisual equipment called the film strip. I think we've got a picture of the film strip uh, here this morning, a film strip projector, if you will. You guys remember this? You adults in this room? When I was in elementary school, kids, this was as good as it got when it came to technology in our room. Uh, the audio, the film strip would project an image on the wall and then if we were lucky there was a cassette tape that went along with it and the teacher would press a button and it would tell you what that image was. It would give you a description of that image. I like to look at this passage as a series of maybe four images if you will. Four different scenes in this hymn that the church sang that tells us about Jesus Christ. The series started a couple of weeks ago when Pastor Craig taught from verse 6. It's the the first scene of the life of Jesus, if you will. The scripture says this, Jesus, who being the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Scene 1, the first image. Jesus was God. And he chose not to use his authority and his power for himself. Rather, he used it and he gave it away. Friends, that is something to take notice. That is something to behold. Last week, Pastor Ed continued this series by looking at verse 7. And Scripture says this, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in the human likeness. Scene two, Jesus wasn't passive. He didn't not just use his own authority and power for himself, but rather he descended. He became a servant to us and he entered into our world. This is, again, something to take note. This is something to behold well today we look at verse 8 and scripture says this in the third scene if you will the hymn that we are looking at today and being found in the appearance of a man he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death even death on a cross Today's message will be abbreviated due to our our lessons and carols service this morning. So let me get right to the point. The first thing that I want us to see here today is that Jesus humbled himself. He humbled himself. It's mind-boggling, isn't it, when you think about it, that Jesus, who knew every language in our universe, humbled himself enough to cry. That Jesus, the one who created the world, humbled himself enough to have his diaper changed. The word humble in this scripture means to have lowliness of mind. That is to consider others first. And we see Jesus demonstrating this mindset and this character through all of his ministry. When he taught in Matthew chapter 20. The last will be first, and the first will be last. In Matthew 23, verse 11, when he said, The greatest among you will be your servant, for those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. The early church remembered Jesus' teaching in Acts chapter 20 when they shared his words, It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. In Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And it is, we demonstrate his humility that we give gifts to each other as we celebrate his birthday. If you want to try a little experiment on humility, try this with your kids. Say, hey, we're going to celebrate your birthday this year. And we're going to say a lot of nice things about you. We might even get you a cake. But rather than give gifts to you, we're going to give gifts to each other. And you get to watch us open gifts as we give them to each other on your birthday. No, please don't do that. Your kids won't be happy. But isn't it interesting that we give gifts to each other when we celebrate his birthday? Jesus humbled himself. Second thing that we see in this scripture this morning is that Jesus' love is expressed in self-sacrifice. Verse eight says that he was obedient to death, even death on the cross. Jesus' love is certainly something to behold. His love for the Father caused him to obey, even when the cost was greater than we want to imagine. And friends, his love for us is perfect. Long before the arrival of Jesus Christ, the scripture is told of a coming Messiah that would sacrifice. In Psalm 22, verse 16 through 18, scripture says, Dogs surrounded me. A pack of villains encircles me. They pierced my hands and my feet. All of my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them as they cast lots for my garment. In this season of giving, let us remember the one who gave it all. He held nothing back. His gift was perfect. Behold, behold. So what does this mean for us today? I have a couple of suggestions to consider. The first is this. May we approach Christmas humbly. May we approach it humbly. You know, it's easy in this season to lose perspective. Sometimes we get more focused on receiving than giving. Sometimes we get so busy, we just become focused on our schedule, maybe a little bit too much on ourselves may we approach Christmas in a different way, a way that is humble. Years ago, um, I, for my work, would travel a lot. I was a consultant and would go to churches around the uh, United States and Canada and help them grow by identifying the challenges that were, they were facing and creating plants where they could grow and overcome those things so that God could be more known in in their city. And this job would actually cause me to travel a lot. And for those of you who travel for business, you know that this is kind of a plus or minus. minus. But I learned pretty quickly that if I was going to travel as much as I, I was, I needed to pick one airline and fly that airline again and again because I wanted to achieve a certain level of status, if you will. And I did, I achieved a very high level of status during this time because I traveled quite a bit. And the status would give me gifts. Gifts like I got to go on the plane first before everyone else. There also was this little aisle that I got to walk on that had a mat. Then other people had to walk on the other aisle that didn't have the mat. That also made me feel very important. But most importantly, the thing I loved about my status was the gift of upgrades that I would often receive when I was traveling. When I would get bumped up to first class or or get a better seat on the plane, it was something that I enjoyed so much because I was working so hard and it gave me a little more comfort, a little more space where I could answer some email, stretch out and take a nap, or just reflect on my day. The friends, said, I never really considered that this was a gift that I could share a gift that I could give away. I read a story this week of a young man named Jack. Jack was on a plane and he did not consider the gift that he received that day, this seat as something just for him, but rather he considered it humbly and he decided that he wanted to give it away. He was flying from London to New York City to go visit his family. And he decided, I wanna find someone else that can sit in my seat. So after the plane took off, he started walking back in coach looking for someone that he could bless, for someone that he could give his seat away. And he came across an 88 year old woman named Violet. I think we have a picture of them here this morning. Violet was sitting in the very back of the plane. The last row, the seat that was right next to the toilet. And later she said she had never flown first class before in her life. And Jack asked her if she would like to trade seats with her on the plane. And reluctantly, she eventually chose to do so. And she had what she described as the the time of her life. She got to eat on white tablecloths. I think we have a picture of that as well. And she was so overjoyed. By this gift that she was receiving that the crew actually came in and took pictures with her as well as they celebrated the flight that she was on. But this all happened because of a young man who chose to approach his flight and the gift that he had received humbly. He looked for someone else and lifted them up above himself. As I studied this this week, I found out that this is kind of a movement that's going on. I found another businessman who lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan who flies every week for his work. And every Friday as he's flying back home, he looks for an opportunity to give away his first class seat to a military serviceman or woman. And he says, I get to fly home every weekend for my work. But some of those that serve our country, it's a lot longer than that before they get to fly home and see their loved ones and their families. So he said, I I want them to fly home in luxury and first class. Friends, this is how God calls us to live our lives as well. Not just in Christmas time, but every day, humbly. In Zephaniah 2:3, the scripture says, "Seek humility." In Colossians 3:2, the Bible says, "Put on humility." In 1 Peter 3:8, scripture says, "Have a humble mind." And in 1 Peter 5:5, 5, 5, the Bible says "Clothe ourselves in humility toward one and other and that when we humble ourselves before God that he will lift us up. Friends we are living in a time where it's easy to focus on our own personal desires and needs and sometimes Christmas can remind us of what we don't have or who we don't have with us right now. Let us be like Jesus who humbled himself to lift others up. Let us live like this, this Christmas season. My second suggestion is to love others sacrificially, love others sacrificially. We are reminded today that Jesus loved us all the way. He didn't hold anything back, he gave it all. And that can certainly be a challenge for us today. Maybe this holiday you'll be sitting across a table from a family member or a friend that has significantly different views than you. Love them all the way. Maybe while out shopping you become annoyed by the crowds or the frustration of just finding a parking spot at the local mall. Love them all the way. Maybe you know a neighbor down the street who is alone and you invite them over for Christmas dinner. Love them all the way. There are times when all of us want to say, that's enough. I have given enough. I have served enough. I have thought of others enough. I'm done. But how grateful are we that Jesus obeyed and loved enough until it was finished, until it was done. Last week, we took out our treat. And we're decorating our family tree. And I don't know about you, but when we do this in our house, there's one box that holds all of our family ornaments. And I always love opening that box because in there, there's these ornaments that my teenage daughters made years ago when they were little children. Some of them are made like out of their hands that look like little angels like this. And some of them have pictures of their faces in grade school when they were in first grade or, or kindergarten and I always like pulling them out and going, oh, look it, look at what you used to look like. Oh, you still look like that to me. And we, we have all these family memories of the ornaments that they made throughout the year. But at the bottom of this box is an ornament that my wife made a few years ago. It's a large nail with simply a ribbon on it. And it's a reminder it's always on the bottom of that box after we've pulled out all those family ornaments, and we have all of this kind of festive and, and family uh, kind of good vibes and feelings going on. and when this is pulled out, it, it, it is often alarming and often changes the mood of our family. My wife will take it because it's a reminder. It's a reminder of what we looked at here this morning, and it's a reminder of what will come. And she takes it. And she grabs one of the the branches of the tree and slides it all the way down and tucks it in close to the trunk as we remember what Jesus has done for you and me, the gift that comes in this child that we celebrate at Christmas, the gift that none of us could buy for ourselves, certainly something to behold. Friends, as we study this scripture this morning, let us remember that Jesus came, that he humbled himself, that he obeyed, and that he loved us enough to give it all. That is certainly something to behold. Let's pray. God, we are grateful for this morning and the reminder of the gift that you have offered to each and every one of us that as you came near to us this season, that you came for a purpose. God, we marvel at the humility that you express just stepping into our world, the one that could speak all languages crying. And God, we marvel at the sacrifice that you have given for each and every one of us as well. God, I pray that this season (laughs) that we would mirror this humility. Teach us to think of others first this season. And God, give us the strength to love others sacrificially the way that you have loved us. It's in your name we pray. Amen.